0: Founded Veamly here just this year. They have a bunch of free users using the platform, helping to make and streamline all of your workflows into one place. So you can be more efficient, get more done and generally be happier every day. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Emna Gariani. She is the CEO and co-founder of Veamly. Before the company, Emma helped, uh, Emna helped launching several companies as a global director of the Founder Institute and built several products as part of her previous company. She's a dream to change the way people communicate and kill the world of assumptions. Emna, are you ready to take us to the top?
1: Yes, absolutely, Nathan.
0: All right. What does Veemly do and how do you make money?
1: So Vimly is a priority workspace across collaboration tools. That means it's a desktop app where we bring all of the collaborat- collaboration tools like Jira, Slack, Intercom, Zendesk, you name it. And on top of that, we give the user a prioritized feed of all the conversations across their tools. So, um, yeah, and we are a SaaS platform. And right now uh, we are still free. So we're going to start charging uh, in 2019.
0: Okay, so you're pre-revenue right now.
1: Yes, pre-revenue. Okay,
0: yes. how many free users? Uh,
1: right now, we are testing a private beta with few companies, uh, about 10. Okay,
0: yeah. very good. And um, walk me through the timeline here. When did you launch the company or the idea?
1: So we, we started this last year, um, in mid-2017, and we went to market like uh, fall 2017 with a couple of customers, uh, testing it out, and then we kind of closed it out, went into a lot of product development, and now um, again back into soft launch with a few companies. So. Oh. And our cost of implementation, yes.
0: How are you supporting? So have you raised capital? I mean, how are you supporting yourself in these early stages? We
1: we were mostly bootstrapped and with a few angels and also we were part of the seed accelerator the refiners.
0: Okay. So how much total capital into the company?
1: Uh about two hundred K.
0: Two hundred. Okay. So you're using yeah. that money to kind of you know pay your necessary bills and do all that stuff while you focus on growing?
1: Well, actually, so just to be clear, 200 k with like not full capital in, but like with everything. Like it's actually more than that, that we pay the bill. with. like we put our own money in. That's the point. So I'm not counting that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. got it. You have 200 from outside investors and then some more from you and who else?
1: Uh, and my co-founder. So my co-founder is Ramsey. Uh, he's a, uh, my CTO he has more than, you know, he's been in the software industry for many, many years. Um, and we have, uh, eight other people with us.
0: Very, as well. very, okay. So you have eight, so you have, so you have 10 people total. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, how much runway do you have left? You better, it sounds like you have to start getting some revenue coming quickly.
1: Well, because we're based between here, San Francisco and Tunisia. We're not all based in San Francisco.
0: Okay. Well, you still have to, people don't work for free usually.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of people actually came in really believing in the vision and worked for free, including myself for a very long time. Uh, And now we're starting to pay people and also we have capital coming in. So,
0: yeah. Sorry. I I thought you said you're pre-revenue.
1: Yeah. We're fundraising.
0: Okay. So like when you, you're
1: going to have capital coming in. Yes.
0: Got it. So, so how yes. much, how much, how much are you looking to raise right now?
1: Right now we're raising about 500 uh, K.
0: Okay. And walk me through like what that sales pitch sounds like for other people that are also pre-revenue looking to raise capital, this will be valuable.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, um, to the investors, you mean, right?
0: Yeah. Like what does it sound like? So I might, for example, if I'm, I'm going to be skeptic right now, Emna, you already took in 200 grand. You're still pre-revenue. Like, why am I going to give you another 500 K now?
1: Because, um, so right now, what we spend time on is redeveloping the core technology and the product. And right now, we developed a very big pipeline of large companies, but also smaller companies uh, with organic growth. So the next amount of capital, we will use it really to reach product market fit, to validate the different use cases we are testing out right now under operations, which is DevOps product and support in B2B. And it will help us really get to um, the true revenue. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So so fi- and the
1: 500,000 yeah.
0: 500, you're raising, um, if you spend that all, I mean, will you be post-revenue or will we have to raise again before you start driving real real revenue?
1: No, we will be post-revenue.
0: Okay. When, when do you think you'll be post-revenue this year or, or next year?
1: Yes. Uh, early Q2.
0: And how are you, how are, you know, big question early entrepreneurs have to figure out are, is pricing. So how are you going to, how are you planning to price this
1: thing? So we tested a little bit. Right. Uh, at the beginning, we were targeting just managers. So it was a little bit on the high end where we're charging $200 per user per month. Um, but right now we're going to have more of a freemium model where we're going to have people use a part of it for free and then are going to charge for premium features like similarity where we pull uh, similar conversations from your different tools to the current conversation you're looking at.
0: Okay. So what do do you think the updated pricing might look like?
1: It's going to look like uh, on the upper end as a $200 the top premium part per user and at the lower end that's $20 per user.
0: I see. So, so how are you, do do you currently have a free base that you're hoping, you know, convert, you know, you convert 5% of them to 20 bucks a month. Yeah. Okay. So what's the free, sorry. What is the free base today? So
1: I, if you cut off a a little bit. (laughs) Uh,
0: So I'm trying to figure out where you're getting confidence that you're going to be post revenue soon, right? I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to understand. So how many free users do you have right now?
1: Right now, uh, between the, then we have about, um, around a hundred. Okay. So we're still very early. We didn't really push that much uh, in the market. Yes.
0: Okay. So you have a hundred free users and how many of them are actually active? In other words, how many of them actually took action that you know is directly attached to value?
1: So, So, um, right now, like the, the ones we have, they're using right on a daily basis. So for us, what we're optimizing for is what we call the stickiness metric, which is really having them stay in the tool for four to six hours a day. The idea is to be your workspace, to use it on a daily basis. So that's why we're confident that um, by beginning of Q2, as we deploy uh, more of the premium features, we'll be able to really upgrade them to paid customers. We also, as I said earlier, Nathan, at this stage, usually startups, there's no really definite answers. So we tested a lot. We had a lot of assumptions that were wrong and some of which were, True. And even in pricing, like we charged, um, like we charge some people and then, you know, like, then we decided to open it for free and keep it for free till to, to really test for this assumption of stickiness. Mm-hmm.
0: So how's it panning out? Are people staying in, in it for four to six hours?
1: Absolutely. So we're having really awesome, uh, testers and they're liking it right now. Some people, when we see so we saw some people get out because of some obviously instability in the platform or sometimes it's management decision. Uh, meaning like, let's say a product manager brought it in and then they're like, no, this is not the right time for us to have everybody use it. So we had a couple of those, but right now really we're we're seeing great adoption.
0: Okay. Again, I'm trying to really quantify how you're measuring adoption. So across the hundred users right now, on average, yes. how, how many hours per day are they spending in the tool?
1: Around four.
0: Okay. So, so you have about 400 human hours yes. logged every day inside the platform.
1: Yes. Because here's the thing, the, the Vimly prioritization feed is on top, but they can still access their Slack and their JIRA and everything. So they're working in these tools within Vimli. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it it does. But but what, so what I'm trying to say is like, is the hour number yes. really an accurate measure of your value or is it really just sitting at the top of their screen while they use Slack below it?
1: Right now, I cannot give you an exact metric in terms of how much they're spending on each tool exactly versus looking at Vimly. The goal is that they look at Vimly when they start the, the the feed, and then they work with it, and then they're pulled back into the feed when something important shows up, and they need to act on it, and then they go back into their tool. That's kind of like the user behavior mm-hmm. we're seeing.
0: Where, where is the value, though? That this is what I'm trying to figure out. Where is the value that you add, and how do you figure out what metric to measure that is directly attributed to the value that you're adding?
1: So the value we're adding is really saving them time, meaning that usually they'll spend, let's say two hours going through all their messages and comments on tickets and on pull requests and everything. And then they're spending like 90 minutes instead of two hours or an hour instead of two hours. So because we, what Vimli does, it goes and treats everything and brings all the important stuff on top and they can still do quick actions from Vimli that go straight to the original tools, like quick replies, creating tickets from them and more.
0: So your goal is to save them time. Yes. So, absolutely. but so isn't it ironic that the activation metric you're measuring is four to six hours in the app it should actually be zero time in the app or one minute per day or the, at least as possible if your goal is to save them time
1: yes actually because as i said nathan like they it's a workspace and the idea is like they're accessing all their tools in one place as well i understand so like, oh, I'm not, i yeah.
0: clearly understand what you're saying what what i'm what i'm countering with is If you're, and I'm only going off what you're telling me, if you're telling me that Veeamly is gonna make me more productive, I'm reading your website now, get me out of the vicious cycle, the the immediate response to pressure, the Gmail and Slack and Basecamp and Trello. I should use your app. I should be in your app less time per day, not more, because it means I'm being more efficient.
1: No, I understand what you mean there. So let me clarify more. When I say that, it means I want them to be working out of Veeamly as a workspace instead of them opening multiple apps. And then, of course, there are additional metrics that we look at, like the, how many replies they sent, how many conversations they archived, how many they started, how many people they interacted with, who are the people they interacted with most. And there are additional metrics, but the first one, the first goal is to keep them inside of the workspace and then to get, get them like, to see the first feed to process it. And then as they keep using it, like, we keep adding value with the additional features. So that's maybe I should have explained that better uh, on my side. So that's where the four hours comes in, meaning like all your management that you need to do, all your communication, you, you open, you access all your tools and Vimly with process, that information faster than you would with, with you opening every app separately, looking at every notification, not knowing what to focus on first.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, understand. Um, and, and after they connect all their feeds, are you doing things from like a machine learning perspective where you'll say, respond to this first, respond to this second, that kind of stuff.
1: Yes. So for us right now, we developed an engine that's using uh, NLP and um, deep learning that helps detect what are the top priorities for um, that user. In the beginning, the prioritization is done based on the text. So like SAS, tech, all of that, you know, if the system is down or bug or somebody is sick. But then as they start using it, um, we have the system learns from them based on their behavior, like who they interact with the most. Like if Nathan, for example, you're my best friend or the person I talk to the most, you definitely going to show up on top uh, before somebody else.
0: Yeah, that, that that's interesting. Um, good. So when does the, when, when are you actually putting up the hard pricing wall? When should you start seeing revenue coming in? You think,
1: can you repeat please? Because kind sure. Of, yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: When do you decide, how do you decide? This is a decision every first time founder has to make. When do you actually put up a pricing wall and force people to pay if they want to use this thing?
1: So to be, um, So in the beginning, when we tested, right, we went directly into premium, like there was just a free trial period, and then um, they would pay for it after 30 days. Uh, After testing that, we realized that actually it's better to let them use the tool for free a little bit. So like even the prioritization is better and everything to their needs, and then uh, really use um, customer success pretty much to push them to upgrade for the premium feature and show them what they can get more out of that.
0: Okay, so 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 when again? When do you think? What month do you think you're going to put up that that pay oh, April. that actual? Sorry, April, April Q two, okay,
1: beginning of Q two, yes.
0: That's great, and um, that's good. And you're trying to raise that 500k before then or after the April?
1: No, right now, like by April, we'd be raising our seed round.
0: Got it. Right now, do you have a? And is that 500k? Is that a convertible note or actual equity?
1: Uh, convertible.
0: Safe. Convertible. Yes. Okay. Very cool. And do you have people that put in the 200? Are they leading that, or you have to go out and get a new lead?
1: Oh, uh, we have people leading that already. Yes,
0: that's great. That's great. What are the what are terms like today in the valley that you're seeing? Are they like, is this a safe you're using?
1: Safe, yes, absolutely. Okay,
0: that's great. Good yeah. stuff. Well, you have to come back on and give us an update after you move this stuff forward. I love talking to folks that are at your stage because you got to start somewhere, right?
1: I know, absolutely. Uh,
0: all right. Uh, first question. Ahead. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna wrap up here with the famous five. Number one. What's your favorite business book?
1: My favorite business book is actually an old book, which is um, Getting to Yes. It's for me, the Bible of negotiation, like it was written in the eighties. And I love that book. It was driven me. Uh, but um, yeah, so that's my favorite book.
0: <laughs> Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now?
1: Uh, actually multiple. So I'm following, um, I follow a lot Jason Lemkin for sure. In terms, I know it's not to study like a startup, but definitely as a CEO and what he's done uh, biz dev, but also a lot of um, CEOs closer in stage, like a series A, all of that, like Mathilde Front, uh, for example, uh, is definitely a role model. To look after.
0: Yep. She's great. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business?
1: Uh, I love Trello. So I really do. which is funny because my situation will say Jira, but for it, it makes things so much better and easier.
0: Number four, how many hours of sleep to get every night? Around six. Okay. Six. And what's your situation? Married, single kiddos? Single. No kids? No kids. Okay. And how old are you?
1: I'm 29.
0: 29. Very good. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew?
1: I wish I knew uh, immediately that I needed to do something about communication, even though I love everything I've done before. But definitely my why is communication. And I am so obsessed by it that I feel like we need to kill this information overload and be better at it. So. I wish I knew that early on because at 20, I did not know that at all.
0: Invest in communication and getting better at it early on, says Emna. Again, founded Veemly here just this year. They have a bunch of free users using the platform, helping to make and streamline all of your workflows into one place. So you can be more efficient, get more done, and generally be happier every day. Emna, thanks so much for taking us to the top.
1: Thank you.